0: today's podcast is brought to you by audible get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash voices in my head that's audibletrial.com slash voices in my head over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iphone android kindle or mp3 player that's audibletrial.com slash voices in my head give it a try today Welcome to Voices in My Head, the official podcast of me, Rick Lee James. I'm a recording artist, a singer, songwriter, an author, a worship leader, and an ordained minister in the Church of the Nazarene. The Voices in My Head podcast is your source for discussions on music, literature, movies, pop culture, theology, and more. Now sit back, relax, and listen to the latest episode of the Voices in My Head podcast. And don't forget to let the voices in your head be heard by following me on Twitter at Rick Lee James and sharing your thoughts about today's show. Yeah in my head as always i am your host rick lee james and i'm so glad that you could be here with us today we've got a very special guest on the line his name is john tibbs in 2016 john released his debut full-length album dead man walking to great critical acclaim reviewers said about the album with shades of bruce springsteen john mellencamp and credence clearwater revival The heartland rock Tibbs traffics Inn is just right for the weightier, dark side of the redemption story. John is an incredibly good artist. I've had the chance to meet him in person and hear him live one time. And today, I'm so glad to have him as a guest on Voices in My Head. So, John Tibbs, welcome to the Voices in My Head podcast.
1: Hey there. Thank you so much. It's so good to be with you today.
0: Well, I've been a fan of your music for a while now, and I just am really happy to be able to have a chance to tell our listeners, or allow you actually to tell the listeners a little bit about your backstory, where you've yeah. been, and where maybe you're heading to in the coming days as an artist. I know you're a person who yes. has, has done a lot. You started out, I believe, in church work, and so maybe we should just kind of start there. I'm actually recording from my office at my church today, where I work oh, a time. Awesome. And uh, and I'd love to hear maybe just some of your early background. If I'm not mistaken, you're from Anderson, Indiana, or at least you started out working at a church in Anderson, Indiana. So maybe you could tell us a little bit about that experience and how it led you down a road of doing music full time the way you are now. Yeah,
1: totally. So um, actually, I am a uh, pastor's kid. And uh, I was born in Kentucky. And then at the age of six, we uh, ended up in a in a PA, uh, and I graduated high school there outside of uh, Pittsburgh. And then I went to college in Anderson, Indiana. And during our time there as a student, I ended up part time uh, on staff at a church uh, doing worship arts for junior high, senior high, and college. And as I continued there, that Kind of transformed into um, the adult services, and and so after I after I graduated college, I continued on staff there. Uh, And about that same time, I started to have some songs that came out of that season at the church that I composed there to you know encourage people in our church. Uh, And um, I decided I would put that out as an EP, and people didn't have to buy it; they just entered their you know email and area code, and um, that was in 2012, I believe, uh, at the end of 2012, and, you know, uh, it that that little EP did awesome, tons of people picked it up and passed it along, and passed it along, and out of all that came a lot of opportunities to tour, and so, basically, it, it, I was just gone all the time, and... Um, it felt like i needed to choose if i was going to be on staff at the church
2: mm.
1: and um, or it, or if i was going to tour full time sure. and to be honest that was a very hard decision
2: sure
1: i had always expected being on staff at church that was always a big piece of of like who i am and um, it was a pretty hard decision but you know god continued to open those doors and um, and so i stepped out and started touring full time April 2013, and it's been so good, so. Mm.
0: That's wonderful. Now, you may have said this already, but I think I missed it if you did. What what was the position that you had at your church?
1: Uh, so, uh, basically, it was a bigger church. And so, uh, at first I started out as the arts director for junior high, senior high, and college. Mm. And um, as the college service transitioned, it became a contemporary adult service. Uh, And by the time that transitioned, that's pretty much the only thing I did was the adult contemporary adult service. So I think we had two Saturday nights and two Sundays, so.
0: Very cool. Well, you know what? I am listening to this and I didn't realize I too was born in Kentucky and I have oh, lot, really? I have a lot of family members in Anderson, so I get back there all the time and lived in, <laughs> lived in Middletown. No way! Yeah, Middletown, Indiana was where I lived for several years as a kid, just down. Small to world. Yeah, so pretty interesting to hear all that. And I yeah, and I too am a PK. We're just discovering all okay. kinds of things about us today. <laughs> Well, that's, that's amazing. Well, it's it's neat to hear how your story intersected. and I believe uh, the online place that you had people download through was it was it noise trade? Yes, yes, yeah. sir. Which has done a lot of great things for artists and uh, you, you're able to <coughs> actually interact with the people who listen that way, which is such a great tool. and you are right. Uh, really a, a strong evidence for the, the power that sort of social media and social tools like that can be in building a music career. Oh, totally. Um, I'd love to hear about, because I know you were an independent artist for a while, as you just talked about, and you had to decide whether or not you were going to go on the road full time. But then, if I'm not mistaken, you signed on with a record label, and then we're working with them, and then there was a process that led you back to being an independent artist (laughs) again. Yes. And I I also, if I could interject, and I I think it's okay, and you might want me to mention this. you do have a bit of a stutter and I, and I wanted to let listeners know that not to just draw attention to it, but in case there was a, (laughs) we want to help you out in the midst of that. We had to do the, uh, the same thing as sort of a preface when we had Jason Gray on the show. And, and it's just something I want to make listeners aware of. Oh yeah, of course.
1: I, I am super open about it, and I figured it was going to come up at some point in time in the conversation. So.
0: Now, no one would know that you did because you've been doing great, <laughs> so I just yeah. wanted to make sure throughout the show, I always want guests to feel as comfortable as possible. Yeah, well, thank you. Know. Sure. So, well, maybe we could continue on with uh, the conversation and, and just maybe tell us a little bit sort of about that journey from, from independent to label to back to independent <clears throat> and, and kind of what that was like for you.
1: Yeah, so you know, as I um, as I started out as an independent artist, um, uh, you know, I had this EP that was doing awesome, and we went ahead and did a Kickstarter. We did a second EP, and um, that was doing you know just as good. And you know, people in the industry kind of started paying attention. I had some doors open up to go out on tour, opening under Audrey Asad after she went independent and I got the chance to open for other acts like um, Unger or uh, 10th Avenue. And so all those doors kind of kept opening up. And and, um, uh, honestly, I, I really did not have any interest in signing a deal. I always planned to be independent. I had uh, come to town to try to find a booking agent because I was doing about a hundred dates at the time, and I was doing everything. Wow. And um, and through all of that, um, I got an offer out of a company that's called uh, FT. They used to be called INO, and they're an independent company. And um, and you know the idea was to hey, like just keep doing the stuff you've been doing. You know. Um, Uh, and so uh, I've been able to do that and you know that's when we put out our debut uh, 10 song um, in 2016 and that was great and when it came time to do it again um, I felt a tug and a pull Uh, I had some songs that I thought those were the songs that I needed to do and um, you know just with how the Industries changed. Um, you know, Airplay has become such a bigger and bigger piece of it all, mm-hmm. and um, and I just didn't sense that I had a song that I was excited about that could could easily be a er, ADO song. Sure. Um, you know, songs that are successful there. Um, like I tend to, uh, I I tend to to create something that's like a little bit different than that and so um you know i just kind of sense that it was the artist uh piece in me that was just trying to be honest and it's like i want anytime someone hears a song i do that it's completely honest and that comes across because i think that's that is that is the like special thing inside art and songs is that if it's created in an honest place, that emotion and that energy is captured by a different person, and I think that can only really happen if it's completely honest. And so, all that to say is, is that well, how the industry is changing with dreaming being such a big thing, and um, uh, you know, I just, I just really did not want to. Spend all this time getting a song to send to or audio, and then if that does great, then do an EP, and that does great, then put a couple other songs out, and all of a sudden you have an album. Because um, you know, it just takes time and time and time. And I think it's so important um, to kind of always be churning out uh, content and engaging your audience. And so, kind of stepped out on our own, and it, you know, I'm definitely independent in a sense. That I you know cover the expense of everything, but I'm so fortunate. I've got such a awesome team at this point. So you know, doing the album under a or Eckerd company was so healthy, uh, so helpful. It kind of helped get our songs to a different audience, and it created a lot of doors inside the industry to help uh, to help um, kind of uh, be in a place that. I'm able to do it independently and so I put out an EP well a eight song project the end of 2017 and man it's been so cool that project has already had a bigger impact um, and um, has outdone um, that 10 song a- album hmm. uh, that came out in 2016 so it's just been so cool and I actually just put out a song uh, a couple days ago and we've got another song coming out in uh, August. So it's been so cool to see, uh, you know, how God is truly just taking care of us. <laughs> mm. And um, uh, um, so,
2: so.
0: like
1: I have, like I just think it's so fascinating that this whole journey I've been on has been completely unexpected. It's like, yeah, it, like I was expected to be at a church, and then, and then that changed, and then. You know, I expect to come downtown to get a booking agent, and then I got a deal. And then I expect to continue doing that, and I'm indie again. <laughs> and um, and yet everything has just been so good. So,
0: Well, tell us, what's the title of the song you just released a couple of days ago?
1: Yes, it's called uh, Ear Hate, uh, D-E-A-R-H-A-T-E. It's actually a cover song. It's the first song that I've ever done that I haven't, or it's an... an um. Uh, I, it is a song that I heard back in 2017, and it hit me so hard. I was like, I have to do this song. Wow. Um, and uh, it's been so cool, you know, like I said, it's come out a couple of days, and the engagement that the song has seen has just been excellent. So
0: Wonderful. Well, congratulations to you on that. I'm so Thank glad you. to hear it. That's, Thank that's you. Thank has got to be such a good feeling, and so much uh, affirmation for artists. It's, it's so good in, in helping us kind of know what we want to continue to keep doing in the direction we're taking and it sounds like dear hate was the perfect cover with that kind of response to it then that's great,
1: right it, it's it, it's such a important uh tune i think and um um you know and especially you know speaking into the culture today uh it's been uh you know i first heard it and Um, it just, uh, it just became a personal anthem, and I was like, I I can't just keep this, uh, like, I have to get this out there, too, and so, um, yeah, so it's just such an important song, so I'm so happy, uh, that people have been, um, connecting to it.
0: Well, good, I'm glad for that kind of connection, I- I would love to to ask you a question because you've, you've already referenced that you had such a busy booking schedule, and you came to town looking for someone to book. So yeah. I, I know that when people are successful in really any career, but especially in music, it involves a team, which you already referenced, a team that you have working yep. around you. I wonder if you could tell us, because people don't always know some of the behind-the-scenes what are some of the, the parts of your team that you find to be essential that you really need to have uh, in working in the music business in the way that you do? Because many artists try to do everything themselves and are often wondering, what would I even do with the team if, if I had? So would you right. mind talking a little bit about your team today?
1: Yeah, of course. I, well, you know, I definitely don't think anything is essential. I think there's a different scenario based on the artist i am um, um i have a mm, mm, manager who who has a staff under her of um and it's kind of each of those people do their own task sure. um they're a huge piece of it then i also have um a person who kind of handles getting our songs to apple and to itunes and to All those outlets and is in communication with them, to to be sure that the song is getting attention. Um, uh, We definitely have a a PR team that's you know on and off, um, and that is just that that tends to be something that I do anytime I have like an album or a song out. Mm Besides that, you know we, uh, you know it's interesting. I thought I was, um, I thought I was uh, staying pretty busy in 2013. Now I'm doing about 200 dates, and so (laughs) I have a person that kind of handles just all the details of getting to the place. You know things I'll be um, eating that evening, um, hotel I'll be staying at, um, how I'm getting there, how I'm getting home. you know, who I'm taking out. Uh, I do a bunch of different dates. Some dates I just go out just acoustics. Some days I bring out a second person. Some days I bring out um, like uh, six different people. So it just depends. And so they're able to kind of piece all of those things together. So it definitely takes a team.
0: Well, that's amazing, and I I don't think people always consider all that that goes on. And I know there's so many things to juggle, and we're grateful for the teams in our life that make things possible. That's absolutely and help us. And that's amazing. I'm so glad that you know you you're able to to handle and sustain. I mean, 200 shows a year. That's a really incredible feat. It is a lot. So. How does that work in with... Uh, I actually haven't thought to ask you before and haven't read uh, about it before. Um, like family time or anything like that? Are you married?
1: Um, I am, yes. So, I will. Um, Emily and I just celebrated uh, our seventh anniversary.
0: Well, congratulations. That's fantastic. Thank you. So, now, does Emily ever get a chance to go with you on the road? Or is... Does...
1: Um, I tease, but it's pretty honest. It's anytime I go to the beach, she goes (laughs) so um like you know i get asked all the time um uh about um being connected to her and being out of town touring and all that and uh i think you know overall her and i have it pretty easy i have picked up that a big piece of it is kind of um uh it's kind of like you know Uh, she and I both kind of understood the stuff that I was getting into at the beginning and I think that's such a big piece of it Um, I I have heard that the kind of issues typically pop up if if a person you know just kind of does this like EP and uh, doesn't expect to ever tour and then is all of a sudden just out of town Mm -hmm. all the time and it kind of comes after um uh like um you know uh, being hitched and having kids and stuff like that and then the other thing is is that him and i try to not be apart over 10 evenings there seems to be something about that 10 day that just kind of gets too hard
0: yeah, yeah. so well, i understand well that's and i get that i'm i'm gone quite a lot too and i always want to encourage people to uh, keep their marriages as close as they can, you know, even when of they're course. traveling, and, and that's of wonderful course. to hear that. Well, I, I want to ask you as well, not only are, are you a great musician, but I know that one thing that helps creative people uh, continue to be creative people, and I know even this morning as we were getting ready for the call, you were already writing today, and yes. uh, so you're you're a busy guy, and you're you're keeping yourself busy, you're <coughs> doing the right things, uh, because we, you are on a show called Voices in My Head, I want to question you a little bit about the voices in your head, so to speak. Uh, yeah. what, what's currently speaking to you? And, and this can be music, maybe from other artists, maybe a book <coughs> that you're reading, maybe a film that you've seen. I know that different things give us dis, different inspiration, but I wonder right now if there's anything that in particular is, is really speaking to you.
1: Yeah, I would say I would have an answer on each of those things. Um, I'm constantly kind of either digging into a, a brand new album or a author or a podcast. Uh-huh. Um, I'm currently going through the the uh, biography about um, Gerant, ant And um, mm. that's Awesome, and I'm also going to be the, the autobiography of Spur uh, Ingstein. Mm, so, nice. um, you know, I think both of those individuals are such uh, interesting, gifted people, uh, and it's been so cool to see uh, kind of the places that they came out of, and the and the issues that they've come up against, and to just see how they've handled all of that. I think those those are the two pieces today that have you know just truly had an impact um, on everything I do, and I think it's 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 so easy to get caught up in today, in in um, seeing like if Instagram and Facebook and all the digital outlets, it's so easy to uh, to. To kind of, um, to kind of uh, take it in. And some people just kind of ha- have it easy, and it just happens sure. easy. And you know that just isn't ever how it is. Yeah. And it's like um, both, both um, authors just do such a great job, kind of talking about the ups and downs that each of those end of Ejules had. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and I loved uh, Springsteen's autobiography, and you get a really human look at who he was and the journey that he took. And Yep. And, and again, yeah, it wasn't an easy journey at all. He had a, a lot of things. I mean, he was about ready to toss it in at one point after right. I think the third album. And and uh, yeah, it's just so good to, to read those humanizing aspects. And I think that people like him especially have spoken to me over the years. Yep. And and especially when you hear his story just partially because of how they're down to earth and and you know what an honor to be compared to someone yourself you you're being compared to people like Bruce Springsteen and John Mellencamp and Creedence Yeah, that's crazy. Revival. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> I I wonder if do you feel like when you're writing songs and playing songs most of us are not necessarily trying to emulate anyone but do you like those comparisons or do you feel like Oh, I totally you, do. Like, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, I Like, um, um, I definitely do, uh, being a kid in a tiny town in PA, I mean, those kind of artists, they had been on all the time. Yeah. And so it was definitely a huge impact on, um, on the interests I have today. And so, um, yeah, it's definitely cool to hear people, uh, articulate those comparisons, of course.
0: Well, and I'd have to say about your album as well. I it does have sort of those rooty rock vibe to it, and uh, especially like you know, silver and stone, uh, the the opening track on on one of your albums, and it passes the treadmill test, is what I call it. You know, when I'm out, <laughs> when I'm out running, and I'm like, I need like a real rocking song to uh, be able to <laughs> to run to today. Love uh, it. Yeah, that's it's one of those type songs, but. I mean there's there's some great music that you're putting out and I want to applaud you for Thank being you. able to continue to do it and in a world that is often very difficult to sustain as an independent artist you're you're doing yeah. some great work and you're making some really wonderful art and I'm I'm Thank loving you. that you're able to you know release a new song here and you do a cover song like Dear Hate but then you have this great catalog of your own music and while I think there can definitely be some, uh, some comparisons made complimentary like Bruce Springsteen or John Mellencamp or other ones that have been mentioned, I think you really do have your own particular style um, thank you. A- a- away from them as well. And so yeah. I always appreciate that.
1: Well, so, thank you
0: so much. Sure thing. Well, I'm trying to think of, of one last like really good, strong question, and, and I like to ask this of artists from time to time. and m- Maybe you can think of this, maybe you can't. Sometimes it takes people a second. But I like to ask artists often uh, a question about, what was your best gig and what was your worst gig? <laughs> can you remember?
1: <laughs> oh, my best gig. I mean, uh, there have been a lot of fantastic gigs. Um I don't think I can give you a specific uh like ideal gig. I, I tend to uh I tend to enjoy each of them. I think that's the thing I enjoy about touring is that every evening ends up having its own character. Uh-huh. Sure. <laughs> uh and being its own, you know, uh and the engagement with the people there changes every evening and I think it would be hard to pit uh, a single, you know, gig against each other. I would say the, I, I would say the, well, Earth's gig, uh, you know, it's kind of the same answer. It's like, uh, it would be hard to put them against each other. I, I think the outside, um, you know, aspects of gigging, uh, that definitely has an effect on the answer. I have been broken down Uh, on the side of the interstate about 10 times. And those instances always pop up. (laughs) Oh, man. There was a time that I I was on tour on a uh, bus in Texas. We were all the way down, like about six hours south of um, Dallas. And uh, uh, we had a concert sunday night and we were headed home it was in august and the bus had some problems apparently at about 2 a.m uh Uh, of course all of us had been out of it so uh got up at you know 8 a.m the next day you know thinking expecting to be in arkansas or something and we're like we haven't gone anywhere and apparently the person who was operating a bus called the owner and said, "Hey, I'm getting out of here." Um, I guess he had some issues at that particular company, mm. so he had a buddy in the air pick him up, take him to the airport. So we were stranded.
0: Oh my goodness! <laughs> like literally stranded. Yes,
1: yes, and uh, we didn't have you know anything to eat. Um, this is eight a.m. that night by about ten p.m. Um, a church. Uh, came and picked us up and took us to the airport to get a cart or rental, but that was about two and a half hours oh, to get there. And th- that one definitely... I think takes King, oh, but of course, goodness. you know the actual gig itself had been awesome. It was just that outside circumstance
0: <laughs> yeah wow that's a that's an amazing story I, that's, that <laughs> that might top some of the best ones that I've heard actually, as far as the, the worst gigs. but what what a memory you made in the meantime <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Well, John, man, it has been a great pleasure to talk with you. Is there anything we haven't talked about today that you really want to make sure that we get a plug in for while you're on the show?
1: Uh, I don't think so. All right. Appreciate it. you so much
0: well you too and i just want to refer everybody to john and you can find out more about john there you can get his music uh and you guys that listen to this podcast you know how to get good music go look up john's music online you're going to find it's a treat if you've not listened to him before uh if you have heard him before go find the new stuff dear hate is a new one that just came out so john tibbs thank you for being one of the voices in my head this week
1: Ha! of course
2: Bones they can barely stand in the ways of the world. Oh, I lay my grave till the darkest of nights when you call my name. You love, you love, always set me free. Oh, no, give no shame. Gotta hold on me, you love. Love, when it opened my eyes, I was a dead man walking till you gave me life. Grace it comes with the price I'm told. Light of the world just to save my soul. Valley of the shadow of the cross you will find. Oh no brokenness for I've come alive Who you love? You love you set me free. Oh no guilt, no shame, gotta hope a dead man walked until you gave me life light, Ooh, your love broke the chain, and I'm free from the guilty. till, Lord, I was a dead man walking, till, Lord, I was a dead man walking, till you gave me life.
0: Thank you for joining me here this week on Voices in My Head. I hope you'll visit me on my website at rickleyjames.com, follow me on Twitter at rickleejames, like my artist page at facebook.com slash rickleyjames, and keep up to date on what I'm writing on my author page on Amazon. There's also the Voices in My Head Facebook community found at facebook.com slash podcast, And if you want to follow my alter ego on Twitter... Follow my popular Mister Rogers quote account found at Mister Rogers Say. Also, make sure to follow my appearance schedule on my website. And if you would like to have me come to your town to do a concert, a speaking engagement, or a book event, you can book me through my website at RickLeeJames.com/booking. And it would mean the world to me if you would write a review of this podcast on iTunes. The more positive reviews we receive, the more visible this podcast is on the internet. And now, the benediction. May the God of peace, who raised Christ from the dead, strengthen you in your inner being for every good work, and may the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit rest upon you and dwell within you this day and forevermore. Amen.